G'day, Peter. Welcome aboard. Uh, this is Peter Gargan, and, and Peter has read the law extensively and has got a very large knowledge about the law. In fact, you astound me sometimes with your instant access to it all in your brain. Welcome aboard, Peter. And I'd like to talk to, first of all, the way that we refer to various pieces in the Constitution, and then let's go straight to Section 7 and 24. So I'm just going to share the screen here. And I'll show you a copy of the Constitution. And as you can see here, we have eight clauses here. Now, they're the first part of the Constitution. And then there's a transition to Clause 9, which is the actual Constitution of the Commonwealth. And this is what the Constitution consists of. Uh, chapter 1 is about the Parliament. Part 1 is General. Part 2 is Senate. Part 3 is the House of Representatives. Part, part 4 refers to both houses of the parliament. Part five defines the powers of the government and they cannot act outside of that. Chapter two is the executive government. Chapter three is the judicature. Chapter four is finance and trade. Chapter five, the states. Chapter six, new states. Chapter seven, miscellaneous. And chapter eight, alteration of the constitution. And then there's the schedule. Now, once we get here, after the first eight clauses, we refer to any section in here as a section. Is that correct? Yeah, they're, they're chapters, and then in those chapters, there are sections. Okay, very good. So I'm going to share the screen again, and we will scroll down to section seven, because part one is about the... Well, let's have a look here. Part one is general, so it defines what the government and the, the Governor-General may do. And part two is the Senate. And this is what we want to talk about here, because Section 7 says, the Senate shall be comprised, composed of senators for each state directly chosen by the people of the state. Now, the rest of that we can um, talk about perhaps later on, but this is very important because it does not say anything there about political parties. So where do political parties get their authority to put up candidates on our behalf and then tell us that we have to vote for these people? Can you explain that, please, Peter? Well, the, the next bit of it says until the parliament otherwise provides. And the parliament has been taken over basically by political parties. Mm. Um, unfortunately, there's a, two major groupings of political parties, the Labor Green side and the National Liberal side and six independent senators or six crossbench senators, as they're called. Um, there's 38 in each camp. So it's um, potentially the Senate can be an enormous power for good for the people of Australia. And one of the things it should do is insist that political parties stay out of the political arena and let the people directly choose their senators and members of the House of Representatives, not based on political party allegiance, but upon the character and integrity of the candidates 
picked. Once they are elected, it's their duty to obey the will of the people. That's what they're there for. They are servants of the people. And what we see today is a dictatorship of the parliament by political parties. It's wrong, completely wrong. I also want to refer to Section 24, so I'll just share the screen here again, because Section 24 is the lower house, part three, the House of Representatives. And Section 24 states... The House of Representatives shall be composed of members, again, directly chosen by the people of the Commonwealth. So both Houses of Parliament must have members of the people of the Commonwealth, not political parties. Correct? That's what the book says, doesn't it? It sure does. So what we've come up with in um, common law, our common law assemblies, is a plan to change the way this all works. And, of course, this will have to be voted on in a, a series of very carefully considered referendums by the people to amend our constitution. But what we would like to propose is that each common law assembly that are being, that are being formed around Australia right now uh, would be limited to no more than 5,000 voting members. And those voting members would choose one of their own in a, in a ballot uh, to represent them in a regional government. Now, the regional government would consist of 50 assemblies. So you'd have 250,000 voting members, one member from each assembly voted into the regional government, and that regional government would act according to the Constitution, Section 51, and the, the work that the local councils are supposed to be doing to maintain things like roads and sewerage and so on. But these regional governments will not have the power to, to um, tax or to fine people. They will simply be there to serve the needs of the community. How does that sound? Look, this, this is what is proposed with Gassara Nasara. Exactly that. The indications are that Gassara Nasara is funded and will be introduced in the near future. Now, it's, that's the indications at this stage. No one knows exactly when it's going to happen, but apparently it is coming in. Now, each individual country in 1915 attended a conference in Paris, Climate Change Accords, they were called, agreed on Climate Change Accords. And one of those climate change accords was that they agreed to introduce Gesara and Asara. That was then signed off by the International Court of Justice at The Hague. So all the ramifications of a, a formation of a association of free nations, which Gesara envisages in opposition to the proposed one world government, the deep state was proposing will be and should be implemented. There's things happening. Half the world, nearly, population-wise, has already adopted the gold standard to back their currency. Uh, that's China, India, Russia, South Africa and Brazil. And um, the United States is said to be moving to the gold standard. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't been announced yet. But there are persistent rumours 
that the United States has got to go onto the gold standard because they've been printing so much money that the, the American dollar has been degraded. Peter, I'm just going to share the screen here again. I want to show you a video that I made. Um, when was this? Way back in 20, 2020? Yeah. And we, we did an investigation into the riches of our country. So we talk here about um, the riches that Australia has. I mean, look at this hole here in the ground. That's, I believe, the Kalgoorlie gold mine, is it? If it is, it's so deep now that at midday, it's still dark down the bottom of the hole. That's how much gold they were ripping out of our country. And where is that gold going? What I heard was that it's being stored in the Bank of England. It's not even here. They're sending it over to the Bank of England where it's been, been melted down and into ingots. And I'm not even sure that they've been properly stamped as Australian property. So we have a big problem. These political parties are stealing our wealth. What's your thoughts on that? This is exactly what the Global Reformation and Reconstruction Act proposes to address, mm. that the resources of the country stay in the country and don't get shipped off to a, an overlord country in another, on another continent, and that the people of what should be the Commonwealth share in the common wealth of that country. Right. We're an enormously wealthy country. Um, there's a, a mining engineer did an audit of Australia's in-ground wealth, excluding steaming coal. That audit came out at $21 trillion. Yeah. Now, that's an awful lot of money. $700,000 for every man, woman, and child in Australia. Right. Uh, yeah. and that's, that, that's certified in the ground 10%. Yeah. And that's not counting all the other um, products of our, our hard work that we would generate wealth with if we were in charge of our government. So um, we found much the same sort of thing. Uh, we, we audited the, um, the mineral wealth and, yeah, we came out to pretty much the same figure. And then we looked at uh, oil and, and coal, and we also looked at our pensions, what happened to our pension money, but that's a topic for another discussion. Dick Yardley's book, Australian Political and Religious Leaders, Treason, Treachery and Sabotage. Dick exposes how Whitlam, Hawke, Keating, Goss, Rudd and all the other Fabians have destroyed our manufacturing and agriculture. If you want to know exactly how they have done it, get Dick's book at advanceaustralia.com.au and click on merchandise. Knowledge is power. Get the power to fight the corruption today. Peter, thank you very much. Uh, I hope this little chat has helped people understand how our constitution and our government should work. Thank you. Bye now. Please donate to support your common law organization. Running a common law system takes many man hours and a lot of hard work by many people. We are all volunteers. So, your support is invaluable and needed. It will help pay for hosting the websites we provide to educate, facilitate, and activate. As well as domain names, add-on programs, organizing events and assemblies, printing, and much more. Visit our website commonlaw.earth and click on Donate. Thank you.